welcome to No Time Like Now, where an aspiring artist and aspiring filmmaker try to explain current events to you. I'm the aspiring filmmaker, Sumana. And I'm the artist, Yasmin. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Kuroshi, which is um, this phenomenon in Japan where people are subject to overworking themselves to the point of uh, death. Um, also, sidebar, uh, we are recording this during uh, quarantine times. Um, yeah, basically, well, you guys might be wondering how we're getting such clear audio, even though we are miles or, I don't know, not miles, some some distance apart. Well, we are on a we are on a Discord call listening to each other, and we are recording our audio on our computers. So, when you listen to the podcast, you still hear our crispy, clean voices. <laughs> And you don't have to listen to, like, a Google Hangouts thing or something, so you're welcome. Yeah, our audio is just like, like, um... And I'm like, hello? <laughs> Can you hear me? Also, oh. one other thing I did want to mention is, like, um, we were supposed to record this, like, a couple weeks back, but just, like, a lot of stuff has been going on, and, like, we're just, like, trying to figure out how to record and stuff. Um, yeah, we just then, got, like, really busy with, like, school and whatever. Yeah, and just, like, trying to figure out new routines and stuff. So, that's why we're recording this now. And also, uh, I don't want to downplay, like, the whole coronavirus stuff by just focusing on something completely different. But, I mean, like, we're doing this episode and this topic because that was what we were initially going to do. And, like, we had already done a good portion of the research and we just wanted to follow it through. So, even though it may not mm-hmm. be completely relevant right now... Um, we just it wanted can to, like, be. yeah, it's sort of relevant still. Um, maybe. I don't know how Japan's doing, honestly. Well, Japan's on lockdown because of, uh, the virus, but, um, when it comes to, like, people overworking to the point of exhaustion, like, we're talking about, like, right now the doctors are overworking, um, essential workers, you know, like, grocery store workers, delivery people, Amazon delivery people, you know, for people who, like, can't get enough of their prime at a time like this, you know, like, they're work- they're working their butts off to make sure that we still keep society intact, so props to them, I will say. Right. Thank you, Amazon delivery drivers, seriously, though, like, the MVPs. <laughs> um, they're- they deserve, like, $100 an hour, in my opinion. Seriously. Um, let's just bust Amazon. Just kidding. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm into that. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so we're talking about this mostly because we had already done the research. So, yeah. And, and it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, we were both, ge- like, genuinely interested in this topic because uh, I think we, like, attended a panel about overwork culture or just like mental health in japan one time yeah um we went to um this convention last year yeah last year yes i was trying to remember um and it was basically it was basically this uh guy who's a psychologist and he's also into anime so Mm -hmm. double win he's talking a little bit about um the whole thing in japan with like mental health and then he's also like pertaining to like um what is it like, like, different different uh, mental health illnesses, mental health issues in anime. And then he was talking about, like, real-life Japan. What's going on there? And uh, one of the biggest things was karoshi. Uh, and the karoshi, like, I've heard about it before, but, like, I never really learned about it until that panel. And I was like, oh, this is, like, a lot worse than I thought initially. Yeah. Like, I was caught completely unaware because I based on like some preliminary research or like knowledge i had about japan i i knew that the like the school system was extremely rigorous and very um toxic um Mm -hmm. but i didn't know that like the entire culture and like the entire work culture was like that too so it was really interesting to be able to learn about that um and also very concerning so yeah oh yeah for sure (laughs) yes and relevant, I guess, uh, to some extent in our culture too, like American work culture. Um, yeah, like like we're getting kind of better about it though. Like managers and bosses, they don't really um, 
they they don't really keep their employees until late hours and such. But I know like in other East Asian countries, um, they do keep their employees like after hours a lot, and sometimes employees willingly do it or voluntarily do it, like in Japan. Right, because it's like it's built into that culture, like that honor culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we'll get yeah. into. We'll, we'll get yeah. into that later on, but it is so, an yeah. ongoing issue. Yeah. I think it's getting better, though, especially because, like, we'll get into more of, like, the legislation and stuff later. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to add about quarantine times? It's been really boring, I will say. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've kind of I've kind of lost uh, inspiration to do things, like, the second week in to quarantine i'm sorry like i understand that that. it's super tough Uh, and also like my sleep schedule is like super messed up like i told i just told you asked me like i woke up like an hour ago and it's like at like 12 p.m so (laughs) you (laughs) gotta get back on that sleep schedule Uh, um i don't know when that's gonna happen but i don't think anyone i don't think anyone is honestly sleeping unless I mean, some people might be, but, like, I don't think anyone is really, like, at least teens aren't yeah, really, if, like, conforming to a traditional school schedule right now. Yeah, if any, but if anyone is, like, you know, uh, on a sleep schedule, please teach me your ways. I would love to know. Seriously, though, I would also love to know because I've been staying up till 2 and waking up at, like, 9, 30, 10. That sounds pretty uh, reasonable. That's like when I would go to sleep for school, like 1 or 2 p.m. 2 a.m. What? Are you telling yeah. me that you only <laughs> slept for like five hours a night? Yeah. Maybe maybe that's why like now I'm sleeping late or not sleeping late, waking up late so that I can catch up on my hours yeah. that, that I lost during school. <laughs> Sumana. How yeah, did you bad. live? How are you living? Like... I'm in, I'm genuinely impressed because like five hours of sleep to me is like not it's nothing. Like I don't know how honestly. <laughs> I feel like you're just like chugging Red Bulls, but not really. You're like mentally chugging Red Bulls. I'm like a zombie, basically. <laughs> me too. Um, okay, fun. should we get into? Karoshi. Oh yeah, we have an episode to get into. <laughs> we yeah. have an ep. What? Um, I thought we okay. were just talking. No, no. I like talking to you, Sumana. Thanks. I like talking to me, too. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so Kiroshi, to put it in perspective, um, here's, like, a really big, um, I guess, case that happened in 2015 on Christmas. Uh, oh, no. So, <laughs> during, yeah, it's so depressing. Uh, during this time, a 24-year-old Matsuri Takahashi... I'm sorry if I said that name wrong, uh, jumped from her third floor dorm room. She worked for Adensu, which is this, like, giant ad company, uh, in Japan, and, um, they're also kind of infamous for their awful, like, uh, labor standards and stuff, um, Mm -hmm. and so, Matsuri, she worked in like a internet advertising division um and her like team or like her her um co-workers or something the firm basically shrank them from 14 to 6 but then they still expected the workload to be the same um and so that's kind of like where the overwork began um, well that's not realistic right and so i have a link to some excerpts from her twitter as like her as, like, this is happening, and, like, basically, it kind of shows you how, like, her mental state is sort of devolving and stuff, and it's it's tough, like, it was genuinely super upsetting to read. Um, so here's some quotes. My boss told me that the documents I wrote after coming back from vacation were, uh, 
shit. I'm mentally and physically devastated. Um, they decided again I'll have to work Saturdays and Sundays. I seriously just want to end it all. Um, it's four o'clock. My body is trembling. I just can't do this. I'm going to die. I'm so tired. Um, every night I can't sleep because I'm terrified of tomorrow arriving. Um, perhaps death is a much happier option. So, just, like, her boss was just being, like, just this awful person, and, like, um, he, I guess they weren't giving her a break and, like, just so much overwork, and it's just, like, this toxic cycle where it's, like, especially for a woman, it's, like, you have to look and perform a certain way, and it's so much easier for, like, other people to, like, I, in essentially bully you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and this all drove her to, like, jump uh, from her dorm building, um, and she died, um, and so, that, yeah, it, it was seriously awful, and, like, I cannot imagine what she was going through, like, that's horrible, um, the company, Dentsu, they were fined only $5,000 for her death, so, like, that's what a human life was, like, is, like, was, like, worth, like yeah wow crazy wow um so that's just to put it into perspective like how awful the work culture is and like uh just like what it drives people to feel about themselves and like feel about the world and stuff and so yeah pretty upsetting stuff uh Mm. but yeah i can move into the actual segment now i just wanted to like do that to put it in perspective or whatever yes this is um, not it's not a happy subject to talk about so yeah it's it's ugh, disgusting uh okay i can move into the origins of kuroshi which is my first segment um, okay you know how I, I love history like i just i love context i guess it's super interesting to know why um the why of things the why uh, okay, so the origins of Kuroshi. The first case of Kuroshi was reported in 1969 with the death uh, of a 29-year-old male from a stroke. Imagine. <laughs> um, this uh, this man, he worked uh, in the shipping department of Japan's largest newspaper company. Um, and so that happens in 1969, first case. Um, here's some context as to how this culture kind of arose and, like, the whole idea of, like, work till you drop or, like, your life revolves around work is kind of, like, after World War II, um, kind of, like, the, the prime minister? What's his name? Uh. The prime minister? Yes, the prime minister, Shiguru. Shigeru Yoshida? Yes. Um, he... Sorry. So around in like 1950s starts to happen. He's working on rebuilding Japan's economy after the war um, because that's just so super important to him. Uh, and so he enlists help from these like big corporations to offer incentives such as like lifelong job security in exchange for employee lo- loyalty. Um, and so kind of like this loyalty is what led to like long hours and overwork because basically you're pledging yourself to to a cause, which is these businesses um and it, there's this idea of like the collective where you're doing this for you know group and not for yourself and like doing things for yourself or self-gain is kind of like selfish mm-hmm. um and so that's where kind of like the honor world culture comes in uh, uh and so when this starts happening japan kind of goes through like the economic miracle which um it's kind of like that there's a couple decades in between uh until like maybe around like the 80s the like japan's economy starts booming like and they're just doing amazing um okay so do you know were you do you remember this word from i think it was like wap the zaibatsus like the giant japanese like companies and stuff I think that that sounds vaguely familiar. I can't really remember though. Right. So basically, like 
in Japan, <laughs> it's kind of like, um, I just, in parentheses, I put economic business royalty. Um, so, okay, you, you know in those K-dramas where it's like, the the heir is supposed <laughs> to inherit, like some young heir is supposed to inherit the comp- the big yeah. giant, like, conglomerate or something and it's like yeah, the... all these like business politics and it's super dramatic well that's mm-hmm. honestly kind of how it is was or maybe still is i'm not sure but it's like, it's these... like pretty it's pretty um close to how it is now because like I, I watched this video um by this korean youtuber who kind of exp- who was like explaining this uh drama that recently came out called itaewon class uh personally i watched it and i really enjoyed it uh, and he explained, like, everything that happened in the drama is pretty close to what happens in real life with, like, um, how companies work, how chebols work, and uh, all this other stuff. And it was, like, really interesting to see, like, just how crazy um, the bit like business world in Korea is, especially when it comes to, like, huge conglomerates and their heirs and stuff. Right. Um, I still have to watch that. But yeah, it's like similar it's to Japan Netflix. and Korea. <laughs> um, so these zaibatsus, which are these like huge businesses, they kind of evolve into kiretsus, uh, which are conglomerates under a bank and name. And so I, I was reading up on this and like one example was like Mitsubishi, because like Mitsubishi Motors, Mitsubishi... Mi- oh, the oh, car. I'm saying that wrong. Mitsubishi Bank. Like, yeah. Um, and so like, just like one name for all these like different companies and stuff like that um oh yeah in, in korea they have like samsung samsung oh, they don't just do the phones but they also have like cars they have resorts they have like other stuff yeah exactly so it's like you're branching out into all these different businesses um but it's all like the same people kind of um it's all okay. under the same name and same company essentially yeah. um and so like yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, so then Japan's industry during this, like, between the 1950s to 1980s, they start competing with the American industry, and they began producing, like, superior merchandise. Um, and so, like, they fi- they see, like, cars and, like, games and stuff, and they're like, oh, we can do that better, and we can make it more fuel efficient. Um, and they, I wrote, uh, produce better merchandise, such as fuel efficient cars and dope video games. Like Super Mario, um, yeah. Nintendo, all the other stuff. Yeah, because the American video game industry was not doing well, so they're like, we're going to take this and we're going to do better with it. Um, and all they, they had, did. All they had going for them was like Pong. And then Japan was like, we got Super Mario. <laughs> uh, Nintendo. Uh. <laughs> and, they're, and America was like, you know what, we'll give it to you this time, Japan. And then, you know. <laughs> Can we have Mario? <laughs> we want him here too. Can can we can we uh, import Mario, please? And they're like, <laughs> give us money first. And there you go. You see, can we have those mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when America discovered shrooms. <laughs> we need those mystery boxes. Give it to us. <laughs> um, oh my God, is um, Bowser is Bowser a metaphor for America? <gasps> and Peach is Japan. No, that we'll doesn't make that sense. Later. <laughs> um, Conspiracy time. Okay, so also they um, instead of having like manual labor, they automate their manufacturing to make it more efficient, safer, and faster. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, and mm-hmm. then all of this stuff, like the economy boosting and this like consumer culture and like exporting and stuff like that, all of that creates this like higher quality of life and it kind of feeds into this Kiroshi mentality because the assurance of this like lofty lifestyle this like middle class lifestyle um Mm -hmm. through like loyalty to these companies and working um it it like all makes sense to people which I get I get that like I, I kind of feel that. Um, yeah. Okay, so all of the, everything's going great in these miracle years. Uh, and then the bubble economy of the 1980s happens. Uh, people basically get, like, overconfident uh, due to excess capital, which is just, like, there's more money in the banks and, like, there's just more money overall. So then everybody's like, we should spend it. Um, oh, no. 
at least I okay so I'm not good with economics but I think that's kind of like what happened um just people are taking like bigger risks and banks are like being more easygoing with like who they're lending to because they have the money um mm-hmm. also stock and real estate prices store store no soar dumb dummy okay um and become soar. very expensive um I don't know how to explain it but like I read somewhere that it's like these big companies keep buying each other's stocks to like raise the prices or something um I don't know More I don't like smart. economics uh, <laughs> me neither but then it, it kind of creates this like phantom money if that makes sense like you're driving up the price but you don't have much to back it besides like other companies buying your like stuff um mm. so eventually all of this comes crashing down uh and what followed was known as the lost decades so yeah and also the lost oh the lost decades yeah the lost decades and during this like the 1980s this is kind of like when kiroshi becomes actually noticeable because a bunch of like high level businessmen start dying of like strokes and heart attacks and like Mm -hmm. from overworking and they're not even that old they're like in the prime of their life and stuff like that and then also there's this one thing called like kuroji i'm we're so bad at reading kuroji satsu just suicide due to mental stress and it goes in hand in hand with kuroshi like it's basically it's like a subset of kuroshi so yeah so this is kind of like the context that goes into like kuroshi and so when while they, men sorry they both Oh, I was just saying, like, they both start with the same prefix, cuddle. Yeah. Which probably uh, means, like, working. Possibly. That that would make sense. So, while mostly men felt the effects of Kuroshi initially, this also had, like, huge impacts on gender roles. And that's probably why they're having, like, these, like, population issues and that population stress. So, everything sort of, like, feeds into each other. Mm. And so, like, women in the workforce, they felt this, like, pressure back in in the 1900s to like have less kids to maintain loyalty to the companies and so they could also be like as productive as possible so birth rates they like plummet and i wrote they plummeted from 2.75 in the early 1950s to 2.08 in 1960 so like that's a dramatic drop in 10 years the fertility rate is about 1.4 currently so it's not even like the oh my god (laughs) It's not even, like, the natural replacement rate, and yeah, hours and work seems to remain at a, at a stagnant high. And then also there's that thing where it's, like, the mommy penalty, where it's, like, hard to get back into the labor force after kids, because it's, like, oh, if you have kids, then, like, you have to take leave, and then you have to take care of them, so you can't be as productive as possible with our companies. Right. And stuff like that. So, like... That's probably also why they're having a hard time regrowing their population is because of this culture and this overwork where it's like, it's so dehumanizing. I wonder if like to work. Yeah, essentially. Uh, but I but I also wonder like I know in America like in America I don't know about other countries but in America we have this concept of working from home so that like that kind of helps that helps like alleviate the issues of having to deal with kids or like any other kind of problems going on so like I wonder in if in Japan there is a concept of that. It's possible. I think like Japan has like this huge like office culture kind of. Yeah. I don't know why more people don't work from home actually. Well, I'm, I'm like, looking it up right now, and apparently, because of the coronavirus, now people are working from home, but before, <laughs> I think yeah. it was more of, like, an office thing. Because I think, like, I think that's the culture. It's, like, you yeah. go to school to get that office job because that's, like, the definition of success over there. Yeah, similar to um, Korea. I'm, I'm, like, comparing a lot to Korea because, like, I uh, watch a lot of Korean dramas and, like, I'm... I, I like, like to think I'm familiar with Korean culture that way. But, like, there's, like, this uh, show I watched where they, it was basically just about office workers and that kind of, and it it was, like, according to other people who watched it, that was really realistic. So, it was, like, really weird, it was, like, really weird to see, like, how different office culture is, like, for, like, in America versus Korea. Because, like, in America, we have, like, this sort of, like, it's not, like, as a... strong as it is in Korea or Japan. For some people, it's like, oh, you just go to work, you see Joe and Bob and Barbara or whatever, and then you go home. But like in Korea, Japan, like because of that culture, 
or like their like honor code or anything like that. You feel like you feel like you have to get close with all your coworkers. You have you like go out to eat, you go out to drink, all this other stuff, and it's just like it's really right. interesting to see that, and also like how like that culture also feeds into other problems in the workforce, like for example with gender roles and stuff. Oh right, for sure. No, yeah, it's like completely different in like Korea and Japan than like in America and like. Britain and stuff because also it's like I feel like to them like work and like office job is like a completely different thing where it's like here especially now I feel like America's we're just going towards like local business and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like work from home and then also we have like this idea where it's like separating work from life like work isn't your life like you have a life outside of work and work is just like one aspect of the things that like make up your day and stuff like that yeah and i also think like you know in japan the reason why like people overwork so much is because they feel like they feel like they can't provide enough for their family because i know like living in to- especially like living in big cities like tokyo tokyo is like probably really expensive to live to live there so people have to work extra hard to like really provide for their families but one of the reasons Kuroshi, like, but like one of the biggest reasons we found Kuroshi is like such a thing. I don't know if we found it actually, but like what Yasmin said before about the bubble economy and stuff, like because of that mentality that we have to kind of like make ends meet in a way. I feel like that's still prevalent nowadays with with work culture in Japan. Right. I feel like like a lot of people they like overwork out of that fear of like the bubble economy or like. The last decades happening again too which is like i think in america it's the same with like what happened in 2008 and like even the great depression and stuff it's like we don't want to do that again yeah but i mean like nowadays like um i've been seeing on the news like we might hit hit another depression or some kind of recession or something so right people are kind of afraid of that too yeah because our consumer economy is so hard hit right now mm, for sure because like we can't go out and, like, get stuff. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay, so I, I just found this article. It says, Japan has gained a reputation as having a high cost of living, possibly due to surveys such as the one released in late, late June. Blah, 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 blah. It picked Tokyo as the city with the world's second highest cost of living. So, like, I think you're right. Second um, highest? Jesus. Yeah. What's, what's the highest one? Kong. New York? Oh, oh Hong Kong? Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's shocking to me. What? I, I thought I thought New York was gonna be up there. Yeah, me too. New York's hella or LA. LA's really expensive too. Mm. Well in yeah, America those are America the both of those are like the most expensive. Well let's see. Hold on, I'm gonna look up most expensive places to live really quick. Sorry. This is the Yeah, end. me too. I'm I'm looking up too. We are digressing, I guess. Oh okay, Tel Aviv um, and Israel too. Top 10 most expensive... Not, not in the US. I want the world. Who cares about America? <laughs> well, here's the most expensive cities to live in 2019. Paris is number one, apparently. Hmm. According to CNN. Singapore is number two. Hong Kong's three. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Why, these are ordered really weird. Oh, tying for first place with two other cities. So Paris, Singapore... Wait, no, no, no. What the heck? Why isn't this in order? Oh, no. This isn't... Okay, sorry. Paris, Singapore, <laughs> Hong Kong, all tied. Then it's Zurich, Switzerland. Probably said that wrong. Geneva, Switzerland. Osaka, Japan. Switzerland. Seoul. Seoul? How do you say... Oh, Seoul. So for- Seoul. Seoul? Yeah. Sorry. LA is 10th. Okay, so Japan is up... Tokyo wasn't on this list, but I'm sure it's up there. Osaka was on the list, though. Osaka is like, another big city. Yeah. Okay, hmm. so... Cost of living. Cost of living like ruins your lives. Do the next segment? Sure. I think this is the one I did. Yeah. So, the rising culture of overworking. We've kind of already touched on this before with just our discussions and stuff, but we're just going to lay out the facts and... Not the facts, but like lay out the this the issue happening. So the first off is hustle culture in America. Like we said before, with cost of living and stuff, especially with cities like Los Angeles and New York, you see a lot of this. You see a lot more of this hustle culture where people are trying to you know make ends meet in, in any way they can, whether it be getting an office job or local business or doing any other doing uh, any illicit activities. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like there's 
Are you going to say something? Oh, no, no, go ahead. So, yeah, like, let me just get into the, the topic. So, Japan's problem is prevalent and recognized, but in the Western society, it's not uh, links between overwork and health issues, like cardiovascular issues, strokes, heart attacks, all the other stuff. There are those links there, that, but they're not really talked about. They're not really prevalent in that way. And the reason why, like, in Japan, like, like uh, companies can get away with karoshi, not karoshi, getting away with uh, working overtime is that there's a lot of hours overtime that aren't recorded. This, this term is cloaked overtime. You know, like the Harry Potter cloak that makes you invisible <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> therefore, that's not taken into consideration when generating the statistics, which is really, which is really shady now that I think about it, because like companies are basically keeping, are basically holding you hostage in a way. Yeah, and then it's like, um, if you don't want to work overtime or like you try not to, it's like you get shamed. Yeah, I guess again that honor culture. Yeah. Um, comes in. This is a great shame. Dishonor um, on you. Dishonor on your cow. <laughs> That's Mulan. Oh my god. Um, Man. Imagine if Mulan li- lived in the modern time. Okay, though, but like, kind of want to watch that. <laughs> Well, why are we making Disney princess movies from like back then? Why don't we just bring them now? Can we just have like modern Disney princess? Like they don't even have to be princess. I just want like I just want like ladies just living life trying to make ends meet in the big city. I'm... Like where's that Disney movie for me? <laughs> yeah, come on Disney, be re- be more realistic. Stop giving us fairy tale endings. Actually, I will say Onward, really good movie. I haven't seen Onward. I really want to. Wait, do, do you have Disney Plus? I used to, not anymore. We got a free trial just to watch Onward. <laughs> Maybe I should use my free trial because I haven't used my email yet. Do it. Okay, sorry, I, I digress again. It's a no, it's okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, now we're just gonna get into some more cases outside of the outside of Japan. So there's one in the Philippines. There, there's this guy named Joey. I do not know how to pronounce his last name. Tocnan? T-O-C-N-A-N-G. I probably butchered that. I'm sorry. Um, but he died of a heart failure, which investigators ruled was related to long hours of working slash going overtime. And again, this is in the Philippines, not in Japan. So again, this issue is prevalent outside of the, that country. And then also in 2017, the Japanese government said 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 one in five workers die from koroshi or overworking and hundreds Whoa. of yeah one in five that was back in 2017 so um the numbers probably went up since then but wait yeah. where did you get that information from uh i believe it was the guardian or japan times oh wow that's crazy yeah i'm not sure if that statistic is still holding up now because again 2017 that was like right three years ago yeah dude but that's yeah. crazy one in five that's a small small ratio yeah and then uh, also hundreds of deaths slash health problems are associated with overworking every year and despite trying to create better work environments for japanese office workers they still work extended hours compared to other countries i guess like companies right nowadays are trying to make the environment seem more like cheerful more like a welcoming environment they're like that's more like oh Oh, hey, you came into work today. Oh, now you can leave at a normal time. But in some cases, like, that they're still overworking. There's still overtime hours being put into place. Right. At some point, I feel like the workers themselves are kind of brainwashed into thinking, like, I have to work. I have to finish this. I have to do this. Yeah, and I think that partially stems from, like, school. Or, like, Japanese education is, like, the second best in the world, and they got to that point because they put their students through all this mental and physical stress of, like, you know, taking all these tests, scoring the highest in their class, um, and then they take, like, university exams to get into the best universities, all this other stuff, so it's just insane. And then it's, like, you have to be- and then we see that here, too. It's, like, you have- if you aren't being the best of the best, then you won't be successful- and you're not going to go to a good college, and you're not going to get a good job, blah, 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 blah. It's not as intense here, though. In school, there's, like, for example, I'm just going to say, like, my school, for example, you there's, like, a there is a very distinct difference between kids that really care about their future and kids that just, like, are, are just, like, oh, I'll just live life as it comes to me kind of thing. 
that's okay yeah that's true but that's just like how that's just what that's just what i see at least i think like i think both you and me because we take such different like we take kind of like different classes we both have like different experiences but like Mm -hmm. i don't know i've just like a lot of the people who i know like are so stressed out and they like how they think they have to be like perfect at everything or like that they're so like overworked and stuff like that yeah and i'm yeah and i'm just like bro and i'm just like bro you don't need to take five ap classes to be the best or whatever also it's like upsetting because it's like okay so one of my mentalities is like you're only young for like so long and like as a teen like yes it's good to study and be responsible and make good choices but also you know these are some years that you can have some some of your like you know fondest memories and like you should go out and like have fun with friends and like go try things and stuff like that for once in your life for once sorry um you can keep going make a hamilton reference no no i was just gonna say be a dumb teenager for once in your life yeah no seriously or not even dumb just like go out and like eat with your friends or like you know sometimes just like take a nap watch netflix um, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to watch Netflix sometimes. <laughs> Go play Just Dance with your friends. Like, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, you can't do that right now, but well, just, just just, have you fun. Play just Dance. Yeah, Zoom. play Just Dance or something. I don't know, man. Play Animal <laughs> Crossing. Get a Switch. Play I don't Animal know. Crossing. That's what everyone's yeah. doing right now. Because you have the rest of your life to work, you know? Yeah, and whether okay. or not, whether or not, like, you make your life the best it is whether you choose to overwork whether you choose to not work whatever it is just live your life to the fullest and don't have any regrets that's all i'm gonna say uh anyway so let me just breeze through this because like not really much to talk about um i say and then we talk about everything uh okay so in 2019 men in manager positions and professional occupations they have a higher mortality rate than european men so like in this case, we're talking about Japanese men. So there's like a study conducted on men aged 35 through 64 uh, during the period of the ni- of 1990 to 2015, and this was in Japan, South Korea, and eight European countries, including Denmark and Switzerland. And so findings were reported that the mortality rate of quote upper non-manual workers increased in Japan in the second half of the 90s after the economy collapsed, and the trend was possibly due to changes in their social slash work environments. So, for example, there was dual dual roles as manager and worker after restructuring so managers also did uh, labor as well and then uh, economic yeah and then the economic collapse saw managers and professional class lose proper decision making skills um, they suffered from psychological stress and increasing workload and then overtime hours for other jobs decreased so like jobs in the, those uh, in, like those upper non-manual workers for example, like the office workers, they got the short end of the stick, basically. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like the managers being forced to work and all this other stuff. And then a 2016 report examining Karoshi cases and their causes of death found that more than 20% of people in a survey of 10,000 Japanese workers said they worked at least 80 hours of overtime a month. And this is from Business Insider. 80, mm-hmm. hours, of, 80 hours of overtime. That's crazy. That's like, uh, that's so like we... 20, hour, 20 extra hours a week. A normal person works like, how much does a normal person work? Like 40 hours? Yeah, um... like a school teacher works for, should work 40 hours a week. So that's still an extra 20 hours on top of that every week. Yeah. Ugh. Think about like per day, like a per day type of thing. They basically work like three hours after their normal hours. That's crazy. Like, which, like, doesn't sound much if you just listen, oh, like, three hours, but, like, if you think about the work that they do, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, like, we're having an 11-hour workday. So, like, almost half of your day is dedicated to, like, your job. And then you sleep for, like, you should be sleeping, let's say, maybe six to eight hours. So, like, well, so I mean. you have, like... <laughs> A limited amount of time for yourself, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> Unless I think... you're Kimana and you're like a superhuman and sleep five hours. I'm not a superhuman. I'm just stupid. 
Uh, anyway, I think this also kind of contributes to when the day starts because when my sister, for example, she was looking at job openings in Korea just because she like wants to move there and whatever. She was looking at what a typical working day is there and they actually start their day at like, I believe it was 9 or 10 a.m. Hmm. And they end their day like six or seven and so later yeah and then so like i was looking at japan um they their typical working day is 8 a.m to 5 p.m which is kind of like how we do it here or they work from 9 a.m to 6 p.m which is tip which is like eight hours a day but starting at a different time so i think also like the time you start work kind of factors into working overtime that sounds yeah that's really interesting. Yeah, and also, I wonder, why are we starting school in America at, like, 7 in the morning when we can start at 10? <laughs> that is a great question. Come on. Just take, like, six art classes like me. <laughs> then you won't be complaining, Tracy. I mean, I only have, like, English and film, and that's pretty much it. But still, yeah. I don't want to go to school. Anyway. Well, now I don't <laughs> have to, that, but... Not that we are. <laughs> We're <laughs> not, we are not currently... <laughs> We are supposed to be doing uh, online WebEx classes, which I have not attended a single one of those. Yeah, me um, neither. I didn't even know that was a. Th- I didn't even know that was happening, but I should probably check like to see if I have to go to at least one, to like see if it's mandatory or something. I don't know. I mean, my um, teacher anyway. hasn't said anything. Okay. But yeah, um, let me just finish this off real quick. Okay, this is another reason why um over overwork is a thing. First, first, employees are pressured by management and their colleagues to regu- regu- regularly put in work off the clock. That is work they don't report as part of their overtime hours, lest they fall behind their targets, like their um typical working hours, or or not their working hours, their typical work objectives and stuff and then second through an arcane portion of the labor standards act companies are free to negotiate directly with employees for working more than eight hours a day so it's kind of like in the company's hands um that decide you get to work more or you don't get to work more basically right they just have like so much control over their employees i feel like that could lead to like a really twisted game of like russian roulette or something or like a spin the wheel type of thing. It's like who's gonna work overwork today? Woo! Oh look, Joe, you're gonna work. You're gonna overwork today. Wheel of <laughs> wheel of misfortune. <laughs> wheel of unfortunate working hours. So oh God. what else about like like working off the clock and stuff? Oh, I also found this um, bar graph that's really interesting. This is the number of suicides related to work per year. Huh. So I'm going to zoom in. So the peak was in 2011, and that was about 2,689 deaths of suicides. I mean, suicides. And it's kind of, it's, it like kind of decreased, and now it's like at this flat line almost. This, this graph goes all the way up to 2018, which ironically, the number of suicides that year was 2,018 death suicides. Oh my god. I find that, I find that, I find that kind of twisted, honestly. Yeah. I don't know what the current chart is. I don't know if anyone's like recorded current information about suic- about Karoshi suicide or no, what was it? Karo Karoji Karajisatsu. Karajisatsu. Yes. I don't know if anyone's like recorded information about it recently, but this is It's pretty recent. This is only from like two years ago, is- but Yeah. Gathering data is um I feel like it's always at least two years behind. Just because... I mean, there's so um, much data to, like, co- collect, so understand. Yeah. Okay. Is it my turn? I believe so. The last segment we are going to get into today. Okay. So, the, the last segment is attempts to, like, mitigate the issue. I wrote that. Big words. Woo. S-A-T. Um, okay. <laughs> That's uh, an S-A-T word. <laughs> one thing I wanted to, like, um, hit on was... Um, I I found this really interesting column about someone who was a journalist working in Japan and like he wrote for I I think it was Forbes magazine but he wrote basically like the Japanese media has like mixed emotions about reporting on overwork just because they themselves are so overworked and like 
essentially they would be exposing themselves so like why would they Mm -hmm. want to do that right and then one quote i have is like part of our night duty was creating a a fake work log the one shown to labor inspectors there was even a manual for doing it i still have a copy and that's uh jake adelson uh he was a contributor to forbes magazine so like what it was so like lying and like overwork is so institutionalized it's like just part of the job description that's kind of i feel like that's like low-key also going against the honor code because they're lying about how much they work i don't know like like it kind of goes against it i feel like it actually it's like the honor thing is like if you actually tell how much work you're doing and like dishonor to you because like you're not strong enough or something like that to like handle the Mm. amount of work or like suck it up and just do it blah 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 you know or like you're oh, so not like completely in, loyal. So like in that respect, that's where the honor code comes in. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. So also there's been a rise in uh people called freeders, which are it's like this Japanese expression for people who lack like uh so called like professional actual jobs. Mm. And they're kind of unemployed. Um and basically they are people who are working part time at like stores and stuff and they kinda like usually live with their parents and they deliberately choose not to become like this like full time, full fledged, I guess like office worker, uh, even if jobs are available to them. And so on Wikipedia it was like three reasons why people become freeders. And so one of them was like they just don't want to enter like that rat race and they want to be able to like enjoy life um a lot of these readers are like young people too um mm, that makes sense another reason was because their dream career does not line up with like the traditional japanese office life oh so like going going outside of the bubble yes. basically mm. um and then the third thing is like they weren't able to land a job in the traditional workforce because like i don't know they just didn't get hired or something like that so they, so don't they have just any like more... they just like gave up or something yeah sort of um because here's another thing about like japanese work culture is if you don't get recruited right out of college then it's extraordinarily hard to um to get hired and stuff and so Mm -hmm. like the only other option is like working for a long period of so like if you get recruited by a company if you don't work there long enough then it's hard to get a new job so you have to work there for because people want the only other way to get a job is to have lots of experience doing another job in that culture. So yeah, even yeah. like in America, it's kind of like that too. That's true. Like, it's like you have to have like a lot of experience. Even getting a, okay, so here, even getting a part-time job, if you don't have part-time experience or any sort of job experience, like especially for Barnes and Nobles and stuff, you can't get that job. They hate teens for some reason. Everybody <laughs> hates us. Um, I mean. Well, it's like, it's it's kind of stupid though, because like, how do you expect kids to learn about the real world and to really learn about the job environment when you can't even let them work? Because, I mean, if they're inexperienced, that's one thing. But if you're just like flat out saying, no, you can't work here because you're literally a teenager, that's a a little bit like you're not giving them a chance. Right. Or it's like, how am I supposed to get the experience if no one's letting me get the experience? Make it make sense seriously okay so like there's been a somewhat of a rise or like they've been prominent in society these freeder people and so yeah it's kind of i guess it's like almost like kind of like this like small rebellion against like that honor culture okay oh, um, and then also japan they published this list of black companies which are companies that apparently bully and emotionally abuse their employees um, and uh, make them work overtime. So this list included, when it started, it included 334 companies that had initially received warnings for labor violations between October 2016 and March 2017. This list is supposed to be updated monthly. So I guess it's like you don't want to be on this list because it's like a great shame. Mm. And then in June 29th, 2018, the work style reform law was passed and basically Japan permits employees to so originally Japan permits employers to let employees work an unlimited amount of overtime hours through like special contracts and stuff like like you were saying earlier you can go over the 8 hour workday so basically like companies just have so much freedom in how they want to treat their employer 
employees. Um, this law, though, they will limit the amount of overtime work to 45 hours per month uh, with a maximum of 360 hours in a year. So that's better than the 80 that you were talking about. However, this law is upsettingly flexible because apparently during busy periods of, uh, of I don't know, Apparently, during busy periods, the overtime limit can be pushed to 100 hours. Um, Wait, what? 45 to 100? Yeah, during busy periods. That doesn't make sense. Uh, I guess, like, busy periods, like, maybe during holidays or something? Like, December? but but still, I feel like that can be manipulated so much. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And also, 100 hours is over that 80 hours you were talking about anyway, so, like, I don't understand how this is better. (laughs) Um, okay, this law went into effect April 2019 for big companies and should be going into effect around this time for um, well, April 2020 for blah, 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 smaller, like, medium companies. Hmm. Hopefully. But, like, here's the thing. Like, you were talking about how, like, people don't catalog their hours and stuff and, like, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, like, unless people are really, like, going to push this law and make sure it like be strict about these regulations like how is it going to be any better you know mm-hmm. that's just like one of my questions well it's like it, i guess it i guess it kind of like shows the government cares about the employees because there's at least like some legislation about it <coughs> right excuse me but again like the fine print reads that companies can still do whatever they want so it's a it's right. a step it's a it's Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. The law also contains provisions mandating the use of paid time off. So Japanese labor culture uh, kind of has led to like chronic involuntary under usage of like time off. And so this law is basically like you have to get 10 days and then you have to use five days of those uh, 10 days that you've gotten. So basically it's forcing people to take time off. Um, <laughs> wow. Which I think is, a, is really good, honestly. Because it's like, it'll slowly, even though people might be resistant to it, you're slowly, like, working up to, hey, it's kind of okay to do this. <laughs> yeah, and I think also, um, I know in, like, here in America, some companies even, even have unlimited paid time off. Like, I know some, I know, like, some companies that do do that. So. Really? Yeah, like, like, um, I'm not gonna explicitly say any companies, but, like, I have a relative who, ha- I have, I have, like, two relatives. Their job lets them take time off whenever they want, and it's, like, it's, like, how many, however many times. I mean, there's a limit to, like, every week, so, like, one or two days a week you can take p- uh, pay time off, but, like, you can take as much time off as you want. Hmm. So, nice. yeah, so, like, if the... If the law were to keep this in the hands of the companies to be like, oh, you can decide what time off you can give your employees, I feel like companies won't use that to its full extent. So I'm glad that the law at least gives some kind of safety net when it comes to pay time off. But again, like companies will still have some kind of influence over everything and all that. Right, exactly. Um, Yeah, it's tough. I'm glad that they're actually doing something about it though like especially now like about time mm-hmm. for sure um and i think companies themselves are trying to do stuff too like i read this one article it's kind of funny it's like they fly drones around to play music whenever it's time to leave oh i saw that too <laughs> i thought that was kind of funny but yeah that's something yeah it's something that's all, like the only thing i have for this segment hopefully Things start to change. Also, I feel like, okay, so coronavirus sucks, and this is awful, and I, yes. I'm not a huge fan of quarantine because I miss everybody, but I understand why we're doing it, and it's super important yeah. that we do it so that we can all stay safe, stay at home, stay Stay alive. the F home, y'all. <laughs> Save your grandparents. Exactly. But I also think that this is a good time to kind of, like, relax for people who are overworked because there are a lot of people I know, especially, like, teens, like, juniors who are, like, oh my gosh, you got to study for this, you got to do this, like, it's five AP classes, like, this is a good time to just mm-hmm. relax a little bit and, like, kind of let off all of that stress and stuff. Just um, breathe. Yeah, and then, like, find things you enjoy doing as a stress reliever. And, like, I know for some people, I guess this is more stressful because, like, they don't get to continue their social lives or, like, there were things that they wanted to do. 
I'm like, there, there are things I wanted to do too, but like, we can't change that. So we'll just make the most of what we've got right now. And it just be just, like, like that. Enjoy this opportunity to relax and like take a break from like, I guess like a mental break from like all of that stressful work that we were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So that's, exactly. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of that's like somewhat positive. Yeah. You know, after this whole thing is over, I think after this whole thing is over, we'll, we'll, pro- we'll, pro- can I talk? will probably be like heading into college at that point. And like I know like the college I'm I'm going to, they said that they're still projected to start college on time, which is September. So if and when the virus uh, gets contained by then, uh, we'll, we're just in a state of uncertainty right now, which can be scary to think about. But um, just just know that you know there there is going to be an end to all of this. This is not going to go on for forever. Like. The news has said there's at least like 12 months or 18 months until they can find a vaccine or something. So just do your part to contain the virus and this, the better we behave, the it's a, for lack of a better term, the faster this will be over and the faster you can go back to hanging out with your friends, playing Just Dance with them, doing <laughs> schoolwork if that's what brings you joy for some reason anything anything like that just you just gotta stay home y'all just just stay home stay home it's not hard (laughs) just stay home well when when this whole thing is over we probably will be going to college so it sucks that like i'll probably not be able to spend as much time with my friends as i want to or maybe i might start doing classes online in the fall term like i don't i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen no one knows what's gonna happen but Right. You just got to try to stay positive and check up on your friends every once in a while. And then also, like you said, like, it's not going to last forever. Like, sure, this is super awful and annoying while we're in it, but it's going to be over sometime. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys realize this, but we, like, with, for our school at least, uh, we went on spring break March 11th or so. Mm-hmm. It's been, like, almost a month since we last went to school which is crazy crazy. like and during this time like because like my parent no we went to we went on break the 13th when did we go on break i don't even remember (laughs) the 13th so it still has almost been a month Um, oh yeah the 13th okay no it has been a month like during that time i have not been to anyone else's like my parents started quarantining that that like saturday i think because that's when we were supposed to record this episode was like the 14th yeah then you're like my parents like were like no (laughs) my parents were like no um sorry uh that was me (laughs) sorry sorry but yeah anyway well hopefully we can try to do another episode during our quarantine time like this and we'll like actually talk about the coronavirus when we have more information to actually talk about and like when we're sure about stuff yeah i was thinking we should do like a um like an unconventional take where it's like we talk about things that like aren't really the main focus right now just like because like what everybody is talking about coronavirus right now so i just wanted to talk about like some i guess like weird things about the coronavirus Um, i'm into that yes we let's just be quirky teehee we're not like other girls we're not like other girls um <laughs> this pod we're not like other podcasts exactly um, that's the best way to put it so yeah anyway if you like this episode uh make sure to like comment subscribe on apple podcasts or and spotify, spotify or wherever you get your podcast also, feel free to follow us on Twitter or Instagram. We really got to update our socials, bro. Um, yeah, I haven't done anything with our Twitter. Yikes. <laughs> Dude, I got to update our Insta. And then, because, like, we've just... Other stuff has I guess, been happening. Like, yes, crap has hit the fan. Uh, Truly. But, yeah, uh, if you did enjoy this episode, make sure to do all that and support us and you know if you have any questions or anything you want us to talk about send an email we are super open to talking to literally anyone right now yes please talk to us <laughs> um, we, we don't bite don't worry yeah no well we will offer you a bite no we won't because um, we're gonna food. we don't want to spread the coronavirus oh that's true sorry <laughs> never mind 
<laughs> no offers. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, well, anyway, thank okay. you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Stay safe and goodbye. Bye.